Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mid-East Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. In today's message, Pastor J.D. reminds us that one of the reasons God shares the prophetic end of this world with us is so that as a believer, you can know the ending and be comforted. Just like knowing the ending to a thrilling novel, you will know how everything turns out. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on December 11th, 2022. Let's get started. Got a lot to get to today. I want to talk with you about how we are now seeing the final puzzle pieces being put in place. And it's evidenced by just how fast everything is now coming together, which in turn is making the prophetic picture so much clearer, like a jigsaw puzzle with its many pieces. The more pieces you put together, the faster you're able to complete the puzzle. And it's for this reason that I chose this analogy, which is so apropos as it relates to the puzzle pieces of Bible prophecy. Here's the thing, not only are all the final pieces being put in place, there's a swiftness with which this is now happening as it nears its completion. And one need look no further than to the book of Revelation, to see this illustration related to the prophetic puzzle completion. Revelation chapter 1 verse 3, Blessed, John is told to write, is the one who reads the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear it, and take to heart what is written in it. The only book in all the Bible that promises a blessing to those who will but read it, hear it, and take it to heart. And here's why, John continues, because the time is near. Some of your translations render that word quickly. In the Greek, it's the Greek word takos, from where we get our English word for the tachometers in our cars. It's a set time, minute, one minute. 
but it's a gauge of revolutions per minute, RPMs. That's the word that Jesus uses here when He says that the blessing is for those who will read it, hear it, and take it to heart. The prophecy in this book, because I'm coming. And at the time that I come, things are going to be revving up. And they are. Oh boy, are they. Uh, for those of you that are into cars, you'll appreciate this. I, um, I don't think I stole this from anybody. I, I think this is an original, so you're free to use it if you want. But um, you know how you have the red line on the RPMs on the tachometer? Uh, if you go past that, the engine will blow up. That's when we go up. Yeah. So if I stole that from somebody, can you please let me know? I'm happy to give credit where credit is due. But I think that's an original. So, and that's my story, and I'm sticking with it. So, <laughs> but here's a question. Uh, how is it that the book of Revelation can so bless all those who read it, hear it, and take it to heart. In other words, what's the why behind the what of the blessing in this book? Answer, knowing that the completion or end, if you prefer, is near, as things are revving up, well that has the effect of settling us down, because we know how it ends. You know how it is when you're reading a book, or even for that matter watching a movie or a series, and you get all nervous and worked up because of the plot, and as it thickens, and well, but if you know how it ends, yeah, no, we're good. There's going to be a season two, because I know how this ends. That's a poor illustration, but... So we know how it ends, and that's why we can be blessed when we read this book, hear this book, and take to heart the prophecies in this book. When you know how it ends, it will calm you, settle you, even encourage you. This answers another question of how does knowing about the unveiling or revealing, and I'm using those words for a reason, because that's what the word means. Now stay with me on this. Uh, the revelation. I know this is deeply profound. It's a revelation. Revealing. It's in the Greek, and this is sad because it's the Greek word apocalypsos from where we get our English word apocalypse, which is what scares everybody from reading this book. It's so apocalyptic. Do you know what the word apocalypsos in the Greek means? Unveiling, a, a revealing. It's a revelation. Well, what is it revealing? Twofold answer. The book of Revelation is just that, the prophetic revelation of the person of Jesus Christ. That's the blessing in reading, hearing, and taking to heart this book. Secondly, so too is it a revelation of just how close we are 
to the beginning of the seven-year tribulation, and the second coming of Jesus Christ at the end of the seven-year tribulation. It's with this introduction that I would like to now draw your attention to just three of these final puzzle pieces that are being put into place. They are, number one, the biodigital controlling of the population. Number two, the reducing of the population. And number three, the damning of the population. Now, it's important to understand that all three of these final puzzle pieces are prophecies in the book of Revelation that will be fulfilled ultimately in the seven-year tribulation. I want to start with the biodigital controlling of the population in this World Government Summit 2022 back on March 28th of this year. We actually covered this in a previous update. In it, a Dr. Pippa Malgren states, and I quote, what underpins a world order, world order, is always the financial system. What we're seeing in the world today, I think is, we are on the brink of a dramatic change where we are about to, and I'll say this boldly, we are about to abandon the traditional system of money and accounting and introduce a new one. And the new one, the new accounting, is what we call blockchain. <laughs> We've talked a lot about that. Still quoting, it means digital. It means having an almost perfect record of every single transaction that happens in the economy, which will give us far greater clarity over what's going on. Most people think, now listen very carefully, most people think that digital money is crypto and private, but what I see are superpowers introducing digital currency. March, fast forward to a few weeks ago, and this stunning news about the New York Fed launching a 12-week CBDC pilot program with all of the major financial institutions. This centralized bank digital currency is the superpowers digital money that we're on the brink of subsequent to the controlled demolition, which is really a pre-planned disintegration of the current economy. In quoting her, she said, we're going to abandon it. I think that's uh, understated. They're going to disintegrate it. They're going to destroy it. And they have to destroy it in order to usher in this new digital cashless economy. Well, suffice it to say that this particular puzzle piece is being put in place as we speak, and will find its ultimate and final fulfillment in the seven-year tribulation, according to the 13th chapter of Revelation 
You know this well. It is the prophecy concerning the mark of the beast, without which no one will be able to buy or sell. Now, this brings us to the second puzzle piece of reducing the global population, which again is foretold throughout the book of Revelation. Specifically, during the seven-year tribulation, most all of whatever is left of the global population will be ultimately killed. In other words, the majority of the people alive today will not be alive during the seven-year tribulation by virtue of these prophecies. Well now, pastor, you're making the presupposition that we're that close to make a statement like that. Well, if you'll hear me out, uh, I will try to explain why that is absolutely the case. Now this begs the question of how a depopulation on such a large scale will come about. And the answer is found, of course, in the book of Revelation. And the reason being is that replete throughout the book of Revelation during the tribulation, we read about a prophesied genocide, a prophesied genocide. And truth be made known, it has already begun to come to pass, which is further evidence that we are on the cusp, I'll use her word if you don't mind, we're on the brink of the seven-year tribulation, and as such, the rapture of the church, which absolutely must come first. What follows is a summary of several prophecies in the book of Revelation, collectively and prophetically describing said genocide. First, in Revelation 6-4, we're told that a great number of people will kill one another with a great sword, which would seemingly indicate that this will be a large percentage of the world's population. Then, in the next two verses, Revelation 6, 5 and 6, the third seal is open, and we're told that there will be additional deaths due to a great famine. We're not given a percentage or a number. We're just told that there will be deaths due to a great famine. Add to these deaths, this is a cumulative now, the opening of the fourth seal in verses 7 and 8, and we're told that over a fourth, over a fourth, of what's left of the population at that time, whatever that number is, will also be killed. Then it gets worse. If this weren't bad enough, Revelation 8, 9 through 11 tells us that many people will die from destroyed ships and poisoned waters. Actually, it's air, land, and sea, all of which have been poisoned. It will lead to the death of untold numbers of people. Then, we're not done yet. Are you okay so far? You get to Revelation chapter, we're not going to be here for this, by the way. You better not be here. Revelation 9 verses 15 through 18, we're told that an additional one-third 
of what's even left of that population are killed. So depending on the population of the earth at the time this is fulfilled, during the seven-year tribulation, it would stand to reason that there wouldn't be many survivors. Again, dare I say that while this prophesied genocide is already happening, vis-a-vis everything we now see taking place in the world today, the world ain't seen nothing yet, as they say. Now this ties into the third puzzle piece that I'd like to address for the remainder of our time together today. Uh, And I'm hoping to, by the help of the Holy Spirit, bring all of this together. uh, And so all of us can see how it all fits together. I realize that when I start talking about things like the damning of the population, that it can seem rather blunt, a blunt way of describing it, but I do so because this is the end game. This is the end game. This is the end goal. I'll begin with this World Economic Forum interview of the Pfizer CEO Albert Borla by none other than Mr. Transhumanism himself, Klaus Schwab. I do want to parenthetically say that this uh, CEO of Pfizer, he was put in place, if I can say it like that, in 2019. Hmm. Things that make you go, hmm, right on time, right on schedule. So this interview that I'm going to quote from was at the recent Davos meeting of the World Economic Forum this year. And here's a quote from the transcript. Schwab, you made today a very groundbreaking announcement this morning. Can you tell it to us a little bit more? Borla, we announced that we will offer all our patent protected medicines, all vaccines or medicines that currently exist in the U.S. or in Europe to the 45 poorest countries of the world. Listen to this. It is a population of 1.2 billion people at cost. And we also make the commitment that every year as we discover and bring to the U.S. or to Europe or to the world new medicines, automatically those new medicines will be inserted into the offer of the portfolio that you will offer into these countries. Hmm. I think that it's really fulfilling of a dream, more like a nightmare, a dream that we had together with my leadership team when we started in 2019. The first week we met in January of 2019 in California to set up the, listen, goals for the next five years. One of them was by 2023. What time is it now? (laughs) Next month. Well, what is, pray tell, one of the goals that you 
had and set up in January of 2019 to fulfill in 2023. Answer, quoting, we will reduce the number of people in the world that cannot afford our medicines by 50%. Whoa, that's kind of cryptic a little bit, isn't it? And then he says, I think today this dream is becoming a reality. Ah, okay, not so fast. Let's, we need to talk about this. So one of your goals, sir, by 2023 is to reduce the number of people in the world. Oh, and then, no, reduce the number of people that cannot afford our medicines. Well, so you're going to give them these kill shots for free? Yeah. And what, what's going to happen when you do that? Well, we're going to reduce the population and the people in the world by 50%. Hmm, I just read something about that in the book of Revelation. Uh, oh, pastor, you're reading too much into this. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Come on. Have you watched this Pfizer CEO on TV when he talks? This guy is demon-possessed at best, and he's transhuman at worst. If he's only demon-possessed, there's a great chance that he's still redeemable. If he's not human anymore, then he's not redeemable. And we're going to talk about that in a moment. So why am I emphasizing this? Because every time you watch TV, which (laughs) I would not recommend anymore these days, but you'll notice one thing stand out. All of the commercials brought to you by Pfizer. Brought to you by Pfizer. Brought to you by Pfizer. Brought to you by... Oh, I get it now. So the advertising revenue to the tune of billions of dollars comes from these guys? I wonder if they have a say on what is broadcast on that broadcast, if they're the ones paying for it. Is it starting to fit now? Do you see those pieces coming together? You know, well, you can go back as far as you want, actually, um, into the last century, if you even wanted to bring it into a more modern day context, they've been talking about this from back in the 50s. Fast forward and you got guys like Ted Turner saying there's too many people on the earth that are using up too much stuff. We've got to reduce the population. You got, of all people, Bill Gates in 2017 doing a TED talk basically saying we've got to reduce the population. You got Henry Kissinger many, many years ago. I can't even believe that guy's still around, but uh, he's come right out and said, we've got to reduce the population. That's been their plan all along. And it's a satanic plan. And God has foretold us in His Word that this is what they would do. 
You've been listening to a prophecy update with Pastor J.D. Farag on In Spirit and Truth. Thanks for tuning in to study the Word of God. As you continue to learn about the things that are happening all around us and how that relates to the Bible, take some time to pray for this nation and for the world as a whole. How all the details will play out is still unknown, but God treasures the prayers that are offered on behalf of His people and the world around them. Continue to delve deep into God's Word on your own and gain some useful insight about these things in addition to what you hear from Pastor J.D. Are there some things that you heard today that really touched home in your heart that you'd appreciate some prayer over? We'd be honored to pray for you. Let us know what those requests are by going to jdfarag.org and then fill out the form under contact. Once again, that website is jdfarag.org. You can also find us on social media. You'll find links to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube on our website. And we encourage you to follow them so you can stay up to date with all that's happening at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe and in spirit and truth. If you're wanting to access these things on the go, we have a mobile app that's available for iPhone and Android users. Just look under the resources tab. That's all we have time for today, but thanks for joining us. We look forward to our next edition where you'll get the opportunity to hear more insightful things about the days that we're living in and how that intersects with what's been predicted in the Bible. Join us again here on In Spirit and Truth.